Teshuva ila'a, Teshuva tata'a, the two different experiences and levels of Teshuva that we're supposed to do. The Alter Rebbe speaks about the process of Teshuva, what a person does in order to complete Teshuva and from an insight of the Rebbe's father, we're going to see how the Alter Rebbe is teaching us the two elements and aspects of Teshuva and how each of those two elements in turn has two elements. Noch goes through all of the details of which fasts a person is supposed to do for which forms of Tshuva, which is in the Prakim Beis and Gimel from the second and third parak of Igeres HaTshuva. He's a Mamshech and Olnoibs He starts the fourth parak by saying as follows. As Kol Hanal, all of the detail that we have learned about how you do these various fasts, that is all Huligmar HaKaporachule. That's in order to complete the process of atonement. And Gemara Kapara is Achara Tshuva, after a person has already done Tshuva. But then he says, but what is Tshuva? So now we're talking about what you do after Tshuva. What is Tshuva itself? It says, The beginning and the essence of the mitzvah of Tshuva is something that we have to explain well with broad explanation. And in order to explain it, it's we'll have to analyze what the Zohar tells us. What Teshuvah means from a mystical perspective, which is Toshuv, Hey. Teshuvah is split into two parts. Toshuv to return the letter Hey of Hashem's name. Hey Tato'o, Teshuvah Tato'o. The second Hey, the last Hey of Hashem's name represents the lower form of Teshuvah. Hey Ilah, Teshuvah Ilah. And the earlier Hey in Hashem's name, the second letter of Hashem's name, that represents the higher level of Teshuvah. That's what the Alter Rebbe says. Look what Rebbe Leve comments. In Zani Ha'oros Eftanya, in the Tzvete Ha'oros Eftanya, the second comment that the Rebbe's father makes on a Gersachavit, the Rebbe's father quotes those words which are Leva'erahetev, that you have to explain well, and Barachavah Sabir with a broad explanation. When his Mevori explains, as did Tzvete Ha'oros, Leva'erahetev on Barachavah Sabir, the fact that there are two expressions to explain thoroughly and with a broad explanation, are specifically chosen because they relate respectively to the two different kinds of tshuva, the lower and the higher form of tshuva. How so? Says the Rebbe's father. The concept of explaining thoroughly, that refers to tshuva tato, because that word ba'er is related to the word be'er, which is a, a well. And a well, as the Alter Rebbe explains, refers not here, but in the Kutatera, refers to the level of Malchus, which is represented by Hitato, the final He of Hashem's name. On Hetev, and the word thorough and expanded, that, if you say Zah, that represents the other six midas, which are, of course, a more expanded version of divine revelation, represented by the letter Vav of Hashem's name. On so then the Rebbe's father tells us that the entry level of Tshuva has two components to it, two levels to it. The first level is Tshuva Tato Gufa. There's the actual experience of doing the first level of Teshuvah, which is linked to and associated with the final hey of Hashem's name. And then when you master when you are now a master of Teshuvah, which means, as the Alter Rebbe explains, that you're actually adding value to the Teshuvah experience, that is linked to the level of Yesoid, the sixth <coughs> of the six meters, and that is associated with the letter Vav. The That's why the Alter Rebbe says both the word Levari to explain and the word Hetev thoroughly. Because they relate to the final Hey and to the Vav of Hashem's name. Says Reb Levik, it's because the Alter Rebbe wanted to allude to the fact, even before we begin the conversation, that there are two layers and experiences of Tshuva Tato, entry level Tshuva. 
Then he says, To expand the explanation, that refers to the higher level of Tshuva, Tshuva Ilo'a, which restores the first Hay of Hashem's name. For him, Hay Ilo'a is Bina. Explains why is that? Because the higher hey in Hashem's name is beyond the level of Midos. This has already been a deep, meaningful understanding of godliness. And it's not that far for us to imagine and understand how expanding the explanation of something is in fact associated with Bina because that's what Bina does. The expansive explanation of a concept. Thing is, we need to understand just like Tshuva Tato had two components, the Tshuva itself and then the mastery of that Tshuva, so too Tshuva Ilo has the two components. Tshuva Gufa and Baal Tshuva. There's the process of the Tshuva and then there's the person who has mastered the process and becomes the Baal Tshuva. Tshuva Ilo Gufa is Bebina Hei Ilo. As the Rebbe Levik has pointed out, the actual process of Tshuva Ilo is a process engaged with the Bina dimension of the person which is associated with Hei Ilo. And Baal Tshuva Ilo is Bechokma Yud. Whereas when you become the Baal Tshuva, you have mastered this particular area of Tshuva, then that keys a person into the letter Yud of Hashem's name, which is Chochmah, Shtotzach Teshayla. So therefore we have the following question. How come it is, as the Rebbe pointed out, that when talking about Tshuva Tata, the Alter Rebbe used language that would refer to the two dimensions of Tshuva Tata, which is Tshuva Tata, Gufa Malchus, and Baal Tshuva Tata, Yusayit Zah. Right, the process of the tshuva and the mastery of the tshuva represented by malchus and zor. Yet, when it comes to tshuva ilo, he just uses one one expression, which is a broad explanation. And that harchavas abir, as we've said, is associated with bina, which is the process of tshuva ilo. How come the Alter Rebbe hasn't made any reference to the mastery of tshuva ilo, which is associated with chokhmah and the letter yud? And while we're about it, there's something else to understand. And that is, that explanation that you've got to explain well with a broad explanation. But since surely that is linked to what the Alter was saying. That you have to explain well what? Surely you have to explain well the meaning of the word Tshuva as per the Zohar. But the Alter doesn't say that. He says, in order to explain well, we have to first introduce what the Zohar says. That makes it sound like what the Zohar is speaking about is a different topic to the Bar So what is that topic? What are we introducing from the Zohar that's going to help us to understand better the concepts of Tshuva Tato and Tshuva Ilah? Now, in addition to these observations that we've made in Reb Levick's uh, commentary and thereby in the Altarebbe, the truth is, everything that the Altarebbe says over here seems to be a little bit out of place. What's he saying? Here we have to understand the beginning of the process of Tshuva and what the main thrust of Tshuva is. How do you get to understand it? Well, you've got to understand what the Zoyar is saying about the word Teshuvah and how it is represented in spiritual terms. <coughs> what is the Zoyar explaining about the word Teshuvah? That Teshuvah is the restoration of the Hay of Hashem's name that has been unhitched because of our behavior. Okay, so what are we explaining? We're explaining what Teshuvah achieves. It puts the hay back where it belongs. That's the achievement of tshuva. 
As Durach an Avera is memoria dem hei tatod shchina in Galus. In other words, when a person does an Avera, they remove the hei from where it belongs and they drag it down into Galus. And then when you do proper tshuva, you fix that and you restore the hei back to where it belongs as part of Hashem's name. So it's telling us what tshuva achieves. But if I need to analyze what the actual practical mitzvah of tshuva is, which is obviously the action that a person has to take, knowing that tshuva means tashiv, hey, surely doesn't explain to me how to do tshuva, it just tells me what tshuva achieves. So where do you get biru naisafa ikris akolponim if dem vos erhot What's the Alter Rebbe adding with this Toshuv Hay to what we already know as Mitzvah that Toshuvah, the mechanism of Toshuvah is sincere remorse and absolute commitment not to repeat these things. Surely this doesn't add anything to how you do Toshuvah knowing Toshuv Hay. It just adds insight into what Toshuvah achieves. But look how the Alter Rebbe says it. We're going to introduce now the beginning of the process of tshuva and what it's all about. And in order to do that, in order to understand the process of tshuva, we need to know the meaning of the word tshuva according to mysticism. Toshiv hey is mashma as akdomas habir from vod tshuva derech hasoid is noitik oich to das from mitzvah tshuva. That implies that al means for us to know the meaning of the word tshuva. Toshiv hey is to understand how to do tshuva. The mitzvah of tshuva is what we have to respond to and we have to apply. And what Al Rebbe is saying, which sounds so surprising, is if you want to begin the process of tshuva, you have to know what tashuva is. You have to know what the objective is, what the achievement of tshuva is. Why? Just tell us. This is how you do tshuva because it's hascholas mitzvah. Shal is nochres, and there's one. Further layer to add to this question, and that is the Alter Rebbe brings from Zerakel Shnit nor as milas hatshuva derechaseid is toshevei. The Alter Rebbe doesn't just say, "Oh, tshuva is toshevei." It's this process of restoring the hay to Hashem's name. No oich has in terms of in dots veidargus, but the Alter Rebbe adds to that that there are two layers, two levels to this: tshuva tachato and tshuva ilo. There's the lower and the higher tshuva. Dos heist. In other words, what he's telling us is that if we are to understand how you go about doing tshuva, and it's the beginning of the process of tshuva, you already need to know about tshuva ilah. Why? The difference between these two levels, the higher and lower tshuva, is mavoid al Rebbe vaiter neger satshuva is a topic that al Rebbe will deal with later neger satshuva. As tshuva tato is the umkir from Eden to Zayn Friedike Maimidu Matzav Vieres Given Eder Hot Gezindikt. That tshuva ilah is restoring the default status. How a person returns to who they were before they messed up, before they sinned. Lirchoitz olenakis nafshem milavushem atzayim to completely cleanse all the soiled garments that the person had collected through their negative behaviors. On tshuva ilah, says the Alter Rebbe, what is tshuva ilah? What's come noch tshuva tato? It's obviously a, a, a subsequent stage in the person's development. Is the ashavas han nefesh lim kairachulay? That's not just restoring us to our default state of innocence, but it's restoring the neshama back to its place, its of origin, its source. How the neshama was absolutely one with Hashem. Beterem shen nofcha beruach pivis baruch leidet lematol islabish begufa adam before that neshama was blown into the human being and became part of the body. Isn't it moving that? 
really does not make any sense. <coughs> How can we say, as we mentioned at the beginning of the Sicha, <laughs> that the things which are previously discussed in the second and third chapter of Agir, such as the various fasts, etc., where their objective is to finish the process of cleansing, as <laughs> that the person will be in the good books again, as they were before they did an Avera, Zainan Achar Hachuva. So the al says clearly, those are processes that you only do once you've done Shuvah. Once you've done Shuvah, then you fast, etc. They're not part of the Mitzvah of Shuvah. On the Bir from Shuvah yet the whole concept of Shuvah which is way beyond that, which is which is not just restoring a default setting, but it's taking the neshama back to how it was before it was even placed inside the body, which is an aspiration and requirement for a person to move towards, even if a person has never done an Avera in their life. And surely the process of restoration of the neshama to its original state is an aspiration of every single Jew, including a tzaddik, and it's not something you need specifically to fix an avera. But that is So the fasting that you do, that's after tshuva. But tshuva ilah, the complete restoration of the neshama to this absolute union with Hashem, as the greatest tzaddik has to aspire towards, that you need to know before you can even begin the mitzvah of tshuva. How could that be? In order to understand that, the So in order for us to understand this, we'll explore something that is that is expressed in other places in Hasidus. As is that what is built on? Steering away from transgressions and doing what Hashem wants, which is essentially the fulfillment of mitzvahs. Whereas Tshuva is fundamentally built on engaging in a meaningful way with Torah learning. Later on, the Alter Rebbe will quote from the Zayar, that the key of the high level of Tshuva is total investment in Torah learning. So what's the distinction between Tshuva Tata being built on mitzvahs and Tshuva Ilah on Torah? So here's one perspective, a beautiful perspective, because the experience of doing a mitzvah and of learning Torah it's quite a different means of connection to Hashem. In the Avoid for Kimah Mitzvahs, when a person is doing mitzvahs, the key thing that they're expressing is subservience. I'm ready to do what Hashem wants. As is great, so folgen alts was debisch da hist. I feel a bit as fabun mit schwerkeit, and even if those things are going to be challenging and difficult, I'm in, because I'm completely subservient to Hashem. And that's how Zevi and Ebed was folked in Tzivi Ha'adon. It's exactly like a slave who listens to exactly what the master instructs. It's without thinking what, how, is it going to cost me, is it going to be difficult, etc. So it's a person being subservient to Hashem. Torah is deeper than that. When a person engages in Torah learning, the word of Hashem is coming out of that person's throat, as they say the words of Torah. And that's why we have an expression where the Gemara says, Who is royalty? The sages. When you learn Torah, you're not like a servant who is dedicated to the master. You become the master. You become the king. You become royalty yourself. So Torah affects us in a much more profound way than even a mitzvah does. So therefore we can explain that this particular, this unique and extreme form of bitl which Torah offers us, 
The reason that we can have such a bittle and complete um, transparency, you know, where Hashem shines through us when we learn Torah, is because of the fact that we have a dimension of our neshama that was absolutely unified with Hashem before it was put into our body. When you look from the perspective of the neshama that has already invested in the human, the Al-Tarep explains in Tanya that if you have a neshama in a body, even if that person is a great tzaddik, the person does not have absolute bittle to Hashem, to be able to be absolutely one with Hashem. You can't because you're trapped within the experience of the human body. But this incredible and extreme version of Bittal, which Torah, and not just ordinary Torah, but Eisekat Torah, when a person is completely invested in learning Torah, offers us, that's because at that moment a person is experiencing the radiation that comes from the part of the neshama that never really entered this world and that and that is always one with Hashem even as it was before it was blown into the body absolute unity with Hashem and by extension we can then understand why the lower experience of tshuva is dafka associated with mitzvahs and for Tshuva Torah, whereas Tshuva is Torah. Because Tshuva is the experience of the Neshama within the body where there is a sense of distance between us and Hashem. Tshuva is where the deeper part of the Neshama that's always one with Hashem shines through and therefore I'm willing and capable of absolute dedication and subservience to Hashem like the Neshama of the person before they came into this world. So the bitter that a person has once the neshama has already been blown into the human body. And especially when that body has now entered into this world and the neshama is enclosed within the physicality of the body. The maximum bitter that you could produce from that perspective is subservience. I'm here ready like the servant to do what Hashem wants. And seeing as the primary objective of the entry level of Tshuva is to restore the default status how the person was before they did an Avera. To cleanse away all of the soiled garments. But even before a person did an Avera, there was still an independent person who was quite conscious of themselves. So because Tshuvatato is all about restoring that default status where you did have a sense of self but you weren't doing anything wrong so the path to that is mitzvahs because mitzvahs are all about the type of bitl like the servant who is subservient but he's still an individual who is subservient to someone else. Whereas, if you look from the perspective of the higher dimension of Tshuva, where the objective is to take the Neshama back to its absolute union with Hashem as it was before it became an individual blown, so to speak, into the body. So the link and the path to that part of Tshuva is going to be through Torah learning because when you learn Torah, it's the Abishtu's words coming out of your mouth. There is no sense of dis- distance and separation. Now, each of these two dimensions, Tshuva Ilah and Tshuva Tata, are, subs- are, 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 are subsequently divided into two uh, levels themselves. In other words, within Tshuva Ilah, there's Tshuva Ilah and Tshuva Tata. Within Tshuva Tata, there's Tshuva Tata and Tshuva Ilah. 
the two begins are now. Chuvah Tato and Chuvah Ilah. So I know you can in each one of the two Chuvahs. Okay, so there's Chuvah Ilah, Shebe Ilah, and Tato, Shebe Ilah, etc. And those are the two days of Chuvah and Baal Chuvah, which are the two days of Chuvah Tato and Chuvah Ilah, and I'll see Falaf. So another way to word this is, there's the Chuvah process, which is the lower dimension of each of those Chuvahs, and then there's the Baal Chuvah, the mastery over the Chuvah, which is the higher dimension of both of the Chuvahs. Let's explain it. Chassidus explains about the two dimensions of Tshuva Tatoa. That when we talk about the actual process of Tshuva, it is a primarily a process of Surmeira, staying away from what was negative. Where the objective of the Tshuva is to reach a point where I am not capable of rebelling against Hashem. That would be a successful Tshuva Tatoa. On the Hechre Dagger von Chuva Tatar, the beginning von Baal Chuva, and then the more advanced stage of Chuva Tatar, which is what we call the mastery of Chuva Tatar, it's Fabun Mitavode von Vasei Toiv, that's where a person now is completely focused on doing positive. Reagea esatsme betero tvila, to invest with deep exertion in both Torah and Davening, Meridos Leitz and Tevo and Regilus, much more than a person ordinarily would do, the beginner from Ovidel, the Kimbos, the Shreda Pirke, Meir Piyom, Vechot, Meir from Zayn Regilus, like the Alter Rebbe said earlier in Tanya, that the person who serves Hashem is the person who pushes themselves to learn one more time than what is normal for them. So now we can understand how these two dimensions of the entry or lower level of Tshuva, the process of Tshuva, and the mastery over the Tshuva, these two elements have similarities respectively to Tshuva Tato itself and Tshuva Ilah itself. When a person is trying to avoid doing the wrong thing, then it's very much about there's me and I have my drives and, and, and the things that I would like to do, but I'm going to avoid doing them because I'm not supposed to. So this is a person who says, I have drives, I have temptations, but because I accept Hashem's authority, I'm not giving in to those temptations. Therefore, we call that the lower dimension of Tshuva within Tshuva Tatoa, because it's very much about, I am a person with drives, yet I control them. Yet when a person progresses to the stage where it's all about doing proactively what Hashem wants, that's where a person's pushing themselves to learn more, daven more, etc., beyond their natural inclinations, and they're breaking their nature. Well, then the person is leaving their self-interested context. So that's a little bit more like Tshuva Ilah, which is total bitul. Yet, even when a person reaches that point of pushing hard for Vasetov to do what Abishta wants in a way that is completely beyond my natural context, which obviously means I'm breaking my sense of self and my ego, yet it is still within Chuvatatoh. It's just the higher Chuva within Chuvatatoh. Why? Vial. Because yes, the person is proactively doing so much of what Hashem wants, but at the same time not completely relinquishing their sense of self. It's just that 
The person by nature doesn't want to learn the 101st time, but he pushes and it's a challenge to push and it's a battle to push. That tells you that the Metzius is still there. This is Tshuva Tato. Plus, whatever success the person has in their avoid of asetoiv is their own success. It's their own motivation. It's their own push. And it's not yet like Torah where it's the Ibishta's word coming, filtering through the person. The person is still working themselves. But when you get to the engagement, investment in Torah learning, which, as we've described, is Chuvila, engaging in Torah learning, high and advanced as it might be, as much as it links me to Hashem, unites me with Hashem, at the end of the day, it is still the mechanics of Chuvila. So what is Baal Tshuva mastery? We haven't yet discussed it. We're about to discover what is absolute mastery. Ironically, it's not learning Torah. It's where a person sanctifies themselves in ordinary mundane activities. So the Torah allows me to eat, but I'm going to eat in a holy way. To conduct business, but in a holy way. So in exactly the same way as we've just examined Tshuva Tato and said, the mechanics of Tshuva is considered the lower dimension of the Tshuva and the mastery of Tshuva is considered the higher. So now we're going to get some really surprising information. In the process of Tshuva Ilah, the Torah learning that a person does as much as it unites the person with Hashem, is still the lower dimension of Tshuva the mechanics of Tshuva When the person is Kadosh Atzim that's when they've achieved the higher level of Tshuva and none of us expected that. So let's understand how that's possible. Diaz Borobos. The explanation is this. The Mechilta Zoktev in Pasuk V'yisim Nisgula Gomer, the Mechilta comments when the Torah tells us, at Matan Torah, that David says, you will be a treasure for me, says the Mechilta V'yisim Li. You will be for me, meaning, you will be Hashem's, so to speak, asset, engaged in Torah, and nothing else. So that's alluding to the fact that just simply learning Torah is not the full-blown experience of being, so to speak, Debesh's asset. It's not only good enough to learn, you also have to be avoiding other things. That's what Kaddish Atzmach is all about. There are no other things. Even the so-called mundane things are part of how we serve Debeshter. The fact that the person's learning to engage in learning even when the person is learning at such a level of connection that what you hear coming out of their mouth is not their own words, but it's Debishter's words clearly. But I don't know yet that this person is completely 100%, 24-7-365, Debishter's asset. Because it could be that why is this person so engaged with Torah and so committed to Hashem at the time that they're engaged with Torah? Could be because the Torah has completely subsumed them. The, computer, the Torah has completely overtaken them. But we don't know how the person is independently. So in other words, unplug them from the Torah. How do you know how they'll behave? 
Whereas when a person sanctifies themselves in all of their ordinary activities, which means as that means that the person is taking a, a decision every time that they eat or engage in business or whatever other mundane activities they do. They're taking the decision not to fulfill this particular activity in my way. But rather, these devorim achim, these things that are, so to speak, foreign to Torah, even though the Torah allows you to do them, but this person's not doing them with self-interest. Now the person is illustrating that they've completely moved themselves out of the way to be able to do what Abisha wants. Here the person is illustrating, I don't have any personal agenda, I don't have any personal interest. I'm totally the Abisha's asset. Why do I eat? Because I'm the Abish's asset. Not because I need to eat. Because the Abish needs somebody to elevate food. So now we understand why it is that the ultimate state of Tshuva Ilah is expressed specifically in sanctifying the mundane. Yet the, the process of learning Torah, elevated and advanced as it is, is still considered the lower dimension of Tshuva Ilah. Because the inyan from Tshuva Ilah is the dovka nifla, because the objective as the Alter Rebbe told us of Tshuva Ilah is to be completely one with Hashem. Like the Neshama was before it was presented into the human body. There's no way that before the Neshama was formed as a Neshama that would enter a body, it's impossible to suggest that it had any personal ego or identity. And because as we have already illustrated, the fact that a person is completely invested in learning Torah doesn't yet tell me that the person has relinquished themselves completely. So that is still just the first stage of Tshuva where the person is showing absolute dedication to Hashem, but may still have their own personal interests. It's possible. Whereas when the person reaches the stage that whatever they are doing, they're directing to Hashem, even the ordinary activities, which is proof that everything about me is the Abish's asset, that's the higher and truest form of Tshuva Ilah. Fascinating principle. Now this is going to be relevant to what we were saying before about the Yud and the Hay, the higher Yud, uh, the, hay, the higher Hay and the Yud being Bina and Chochmah. So this principle of Kadashat Mumutalok is actually associated with the Chochmah dimension of the Nishama. Why? Because Yud Nukuda, the Yud, which is the tiniest letter, which is like a, a dot or a, a seed, can also fall as Bal Tshuva Ilah is Pchinas Yud. We already discussed at the beginning of the Sicha that the person who has mastered Tshuva Ilah is at the level of Yud. The Yud is that point. It's that that dot. It's that that centerpiece which represents where the Jew intersects with Hashem. Where they, I'm not an entity. I don't have my own being. I'm just purely one with Hashem. And that's represented by a Yud because a Yud doesn't yet have space, doesn't yet have dimensions, doesn't yet have an appearance. Much like the fact that where at which level am I completely one with Hashem? At that level where I didn't yet take on my own self or uh, or identity, etc. So now we have three different means of connection between us and Hashem. 
Surumera, avoiding what's wrong. Vasei Toi, being proactive to push ourselves to do more of what Hashem expects of us than we're comfortable to do. Umbitl to Eisek and then to engage completely in Torah learning, which is Debesh's voice. Kumt in Agavisensir. Each of them still has a particular, so to speak, persona, a particular way of presenting itself, a particular identity, a particular pattern, whatever you want to call it. Val Heyois. Because at each of these three stages, the person has not yet completely relinquished their sense of self. And the person's focus is to get me connected to Hashem. So each one of them is defined and colored by the particular part of the person that is engaged with that particular part of serving Hashem. So uh, self-control, okay? It's a particular tzira, it's a particular persona that I have, the self-control persona. So that's Sumeira. Pushing myself to do more than I can, having that courage and the, you know, that sense of, of optimism. That's uh, another persona that expresses itself in Asei Toiv. Learning Torah, that's the focus. And, and it's, a, it's another kind of persona. On the river, Zani Didrai Sugi Havoid of Abunamitirai Oasis, Hey, Vov, Hey, Fanshema Vaya, Vosani Bifilas Sir. So each of those will link to a letter of Davish's name that is a very formed, clear letter, a Vov, a Hey, or a Vov. Uh, sorry, a Hey, a Vov, or a Hey. Whereas when a person is so focused on sanctifying the in everything that they do, which means they totally push themselves and all of their interests out of the way to do what Hashem wants. And by doing that, that illustrates the core of real connection and union between myself and Hashem, which is a, a product of the essence of my being. That's represented by you which is an undeveloped letter because it's the undeveloped core of who I am. Not only that, but as we're about to see in a moment, the Yud is the letter that develops into a He and into a Vav. The four letters of Abish's name all start with a Yud and then expand outwards. Besides the fact, obviously, that Yud is the first letter. So that Yud eventually morphs into the first hay, the higher hay, then into a vav, then into the lower hay. The same kind of process must happen with these four levels of avoida that we're describing. Not like we might have thought that these are four independent channels of how you connect to Hashem. Actually, it's one process that has four interleading and evolving elements to it. The beginning place, this the beginning uh, part of the whole process of connecting and doing tshuva and, and doing what the Ebishter wants is, it all starts from the fact that be'etzim, at the core of our being, we're one with Hashem. And that's something which is beyond description and beyond definition. And what does that play, what does that uh, translate into? Pushing myself aside, I have no interests. Everything is for the Eibishter. And then that develops and evolves into other areas as well. I stay away from what I shouldn't do and I push myself more to do mitzvahs and I engage in Torah. So therefore, let's say that a person is avoiding doing what's wrong, but without a real sense of Kabbalah of the Abish's authority. Not only is that going to cause some kind of issue with the final hey, which is the part of Hashem's name associated with Sumerah, 
Now, but it has an effect on all the elements of the Abish's name because the entire system is one continuum. For when by involved Mary given in because if the yud was evident in my life, and by extension, therefore, that incredible bitl that I have to Hashem. Or at the very least, if the Yud was at least manifesting in this incredible dedication to Torah learning, the hey, or at least in the, the, the dedication to doing mitzvahs, the vav, then I would be accepting Hashem's authority and I would never do an Avera. The fact that a person does an Avera, the fact that a person trips over the Sumerah is a symptom of the fact that the Yud's not as it should be, and the hey's not as it should be, and the vav's not as it should be. That's why if falls into an Avera, not only does the person have to do the Tshuva to restore the mistake of that Avera, but the first thing we have to know about Tshuva is if a person got to the point of an Avera, then they need Tshuva because it means that the Yud connection wasn't as healthy as it should be. It's not only that in order to have the highest, most developed form of tshuva, you also have to have tshuva ilah. Um, <coughs> which would be a progression after you've done the first dimension of tshuva. But really the expectation is that even when a person is engaged in tshuva tato, the lower, lower tshuva, you should be able to sense and feel in that tshuva tato, the flavor of tshuva ilah. Dos haste. What does that mean? Dos haste. What that means is azain kabola lehabo. The undertaking that the person has for the future. The val yoshevoit lechisla. That the person's never going to repeat their error from before. Lamred b'malchusi isborich to rebel against Hashem below yavoid mitzvah samelechas v'shalom not to transgress what the Eibush has instructed. That commitment davzain and azar even has to be in such a way as in Israel's anigas need not the bitufun kabbalas on al chashamayim shouldn't just be because I feel like I have to accept Hashem's authority and therefore I'm doing what Eibush wants and I'm never going to go back. V'yan eved was his great so is folgen and tzivah yodin afapias ayim tzis is niter odin which would be like the servant ready to fulfill exactly what the master tells him even though he obviously feels distinct and separate from the master. Now, as the bitter is a subovon at its off and then was emits Zanishama Bishorisha is Miyuchud mit Nebish and Betachis Ayichud. What a person should feel when they make their commitment that I'm not going to repeat poor behavior and I'm going to be committed to Hashem should be that they feel that this is coming from the essence of Manishama, which is one with Hashem. It's not just, yes, sir, I'm going to follow what you say. That would explain, in terms of our relationship with Hashem, how come it is that It's not only getting the hay out of the mess, because it was schlepped into Golos through our Averis, and now we have to restore it. But actually, the objective is, as the Alter Rebbe says in Yigesha to reconnect the hay to the other letters. The Inyan von Hei Tato, Vizis the concept of just the final hey of Hashem's name, independently of everything else, is the bit of the Kabbalah would be a representation of the kind of bit and dedication that a person living in a human form is capable of. But when we talk about reattaching that hey to the other letters, that implies 
As the bit of the Kabbalah soil, hey tattoos, as in as Aifen, as in him so the hair and VR is forbidden and for insects, me to begin a tachlis ayichud, shemitzad etzman ashamit yosiyut kebab. Then the whole motivation, the whole feeling, the whole sense of the hey tattoo, of the reconnection, is not just I'm expressing, expressing Kabbalah soul and therefore I'm reattaching the hay back to where it belongs, but rather saying I'm feeling oneness with Hashem and therefore the hay has to be one with Hashem. Now we can understand the major question we asked right at the beginning. How come it is that by exploring the Zohar in order to understand the mystical meaning of the word Teshuvah that it represents returning the letter Hei, doesn't only explain to us what Teshuvah achieves, but it helps us better understand how Teshuvah is done, what's the mention I've done, what we're supposed to do. Now that the Altrebbe has explained or will explain in great detail how the letter He is not just an independent part of how we serve the Ebesha, but it is attached to and connected with everything of our oneness with Hashem. And where we understand and appreciate that we have to return the letter Hey to be part of the greater union of Abishta, which is represented by the other letters of Hashem's name. That completely revolutionizes how Shiva works. Where we said that the mechanics of Tshuva is that a person has to take a strong commitment, I'm never going to repeat this, and I'm going to be committed. Obviously, the first part of the process of Tshuva is very practically about Kabbalah Sol. I have to accept Hashem's authority, and therefore I'm not going to transgress anymore. Hey, Tato. But the mechanics of tshuva are that it cannot simply be only Kabbalah soil. It has to plug into what is represented by and ultimately by which is complete union with Hashem. That's what Alter Rebbe has to introduce before he gets into explaining how Tshuva works. To tell us the beginning of the process of Tshuva and the core of the process of Tshuva is the is the principle of Tshuva. Because the whole objective of Tshuva right from the starting blocks has to be that you will sense and feel and experience the, uh, the, the, the oneness of Hashem right from the, from the outset, from the beginning of your And that will explain why the Altarebbe's choice of words, which is what Reb Leivik pointed out to us, of one thing, referring to Tshuva Tatoa, and Barachov Sabir, a different thing, referring to Tshuva It's not just a, a link or a hint or an illusion, but rather not a beer. It's actually an explanation, and it's an innovative explanation. To completely revolutionize for us how you're supposed to begin the process of Tshuva. That's why the Altar Rebbe says we need to explain this thoroughly, and first we have to introduce what the Zoyar says. Because he wants to clarify. By adding that word, that before we can understand this, we have to explore the Zoyar. The is showing us that what he's going to explain thoroughly is not only what the Zoyar tells us, but something that is standalone, that is a valuable teaching in its own right, which is 
בכדי, אז אסכלס מצוות תשובה ויקרא זו זין בהם מסובי לב שולם. In order that a person actually starts the process of תשובה with sincerity and with a full heart, is a הכרח, אז איזו זין אין דם איפן ואוסיס מרמז, ואוס מרומז נדלו של דבר היתה ברחוב הסביר. How do you get תשובה started in the best, most appropriate, healthiest way? You have to know what is explained in the הרחוב הסביר. In other words, that right from the beginning, Tshuva has to link back to our oneness with Hashem from the perspective of the essence of our Neshama. Yes, the practicality of Tshuva is a strong commitment. That we won't rebel and we won't transgress. All represented by the final Hay of Hashem's name. But at the same time, we have to be sensitive to and feel the thrust and the power and passion of the Vav. The way that we explain the Be'er, the Hay, has to be Hayev, has to be thorough. Thorough means. That in that commitment we take, we have to feel, at least to some extent, that we are willing not just to be committed, but to push ourselves beyond what is required. More than what comes naturally for us. Which is represented by the Asetoi. And even there we don't stop. That Leva'er, that choice that we make, that we're going to be committed not to transgress, has to be infused with the Harchov HaSabir, which is the representation of the higher Hay of Hashem's name, which represents this, the, the level of Bina and its true understanding. When a person starts the process of Tshuva and says, I am ready to do what the Eibishter wants, they have to feel in that moment that I'm ready to give everything for the Eibishter. Which is represented by the investment that a person makes in learning Torah properly. And that explains how come the Alter Rebbe only really alludes to the first three levels of Tshuva. Sumera, Asetov, and Eisekatera. And he doesn't in any way reference the highest dimension, which is to be the master of Tshuva Ilah and key into the letter Yud. Why not? Because you don't have to work on this. You don't have to work on having that sensitivity to the essence of your soul being one with Hashem in order to do tshuva. In order not to, to rebel. Because what the Yud represents is that eternal or internal point of connection to Hashem which is not something that can be described or something that can be identified. That means that this sits at the core of and can be, can be sensed within every other element of how we serve Eibishter. Because as we explained, every step of is the manifestation of my truest connection to Hashem represented by the Yud in a particular format. So I don't have to identify the Yud because the Yud is coming out and being represented in each of these stages of Tshuva. Especially when you consider now that we have learned that the way that a person commits themselves not to transgress is calling on that absolute bitl to Hashem that they have something that cannot be expressed and, and defined. So what happens when a person makes a commitment? When a person makes a commitment, they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily uh, talk uh, about the details. This is a commitment. It hasn't yet taken form. 
I'm making a commitment. We'll see in time exactly what that commitment is going to look like. That formless commitment actually links into the formless um, essence of our connection to Hashem. The fact that Alter Rebbe in these words is actually now giving us a revolutionary perspective on what practically we're supposed to be doing when we do tshuva. So because he's talking about what you do practically, what you do practically is the yud dimension of your absolute commitment to Hashem. That's not something we do practically. That is something that it sits at the very core of who we are. And in Hashem we should be zoiched to do tshuva, including tshuva. Law, the Alta Lichuva, the Alta Ligula to bring Mashiach now.